0: Hello and welcome back to control alt delete hosted by me Emma Gannon. Very excited for today's guest as I always am every week just love every single guest that comes on this podcast. Today's guest is Felicity Jones, the brilliant actor. She's known for many things, being in The Worst Witch and playing Ethel. She's been in Spider-Man 2, The Tempest, Monster Calls and Rogue One, Star Wars Story and many other amazing films. I loved her performance as Jane Hawking in the film The Theory of Everything alongside Eddie Redmayne and she was nominated for a BAFTA, an Oscar and a Golden Globe and And in 2016, she received the BAFTA Britannia Award for British Artist of the Year. Today, I'm interviewing Felicity about her newest role in an amazing film called On the Basis of Sex. It's a biopic about Supreme Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, a.k.a. the Notorious RBG. She is a full-on icon and at 85, she still remains one of the most progressive hopes that we have. And just such an amazing woman who has really trailblazed and fought for gender equality. There's also been a documentary out recently about RBG, which has been such an incredible box office hit. So the timing couldn't be better for this film on the basis of sex to, to be coming out. I found the film very moving. I did cry a lot during it. It's an amazing, empowering story of a woman who just doesn't give up. And it's also a love story. Uh, She had such an incredible relationship with her husband, Marty, who was played by Army Hammer in the film. And it's also a very interesting and moving story about a mother and a daughter and how different the mother and daughter are um, considering the times in which they grew up. The script was written by... Ruth Bader Ginsburg's nephew, Daniel Stiepleman, and Ruth Bader Ginsburg was really supportive of the film. She opened up a lot, apparently, and really was very transparent with her personal life and about the behind the scenes of her job. And it was directed by the brilliant Mimi Leader. So I hope you enjoy this interview. We just chatted about the film. I love the film so much and I really recommend you going to see it. It's really timely, it's important and it's also really quite feel good at the end. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you enjoyed it, please do leave a rating or a review on iTunes. I always really appreciate that so that other people can find and discover the podcast. So thank you again and here it is.
1: I love the film so much. Thank you. Fantastic. I'm I'm sat here (laughs) with
0: the amazing Felicity Jones, who plays Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the notorious
1: RBG. And she is notorious. She is phenomenal, what she's achieved. Uh, yeah it's fascinating how she's become such a punk icon in her from probably from her early 80s. The Netflix documentary has just come out as well, hasn't it? It and has, yes. Is that a coincidence? We were actually we were making the film at the same time as they were making the documentary and when I went to Washington to to meet Justice Ginsburg, I also saw an interview that they were doing with her for the documentary and we shared some of their footage. They'd had some they had some mm-hmm. early footage of Ruth and Marty on their honeymoon and that was incredibly useful for army and i in in playing them i bet because i watched the
0: film in a preview and i and obviously very lucky to get to see the film before it's out and i thought there'd be other people in the in the cinema but i was on my own just watching it and i cried the the whole way through has anyone else said that to you is that a common response people
1: have said that it's very emotional particularly at the end when they see justice ginsburg coming Mm -hmm. up the steps uh, of the Supreme Court. And I think it's because they understand what she's gone through uh, to get to the point that she's at and, and seeing all the doors that were slammed in her face, seeing the triumph over adversity and, and her incredible diligence and determination. So then mm-hmm. when you see her at the end, you just think, wow, you're, you're incredible. So incredible. I mean, meeting her in real
0: life. I mean, what was that like?
1: Well, it is. It was. It was definitely initially you feel when you meet someone like that i've got to think of all sorts of very clever intelligence i want them to really like me. that's like me right now with I you went, oh, I'm like, please oh, like me oh well i like you already <laughs> but it's interesting because you're sort of are functioning on two levels because you um you're meeting someone you know a person for the first time but also knowing that you're going to play them you're watching them very closely and you're picking yeah. up on all these non-verbal cues and all their idiosyncrasies but, but going out to meet her for all of us because I went with Mimi Leder, the director and I went with Army, who plays my husband in the film and, and our producers and, and it was about building that trust ultimately I think you don't want pe- someone you're playing who is going to see the film at the end of it to feel in any way exploited mm. uh, and so it was a it was a two days of visiting her in her offices, going to see her in her home. I spent time with her just one on one. She showed me her. It, we went into her her bedroom, and I saw her desk, which is about half a meter away from from her bed, mm-hmm. which shows you the level of dedication with which she's she's worked. That if she's inspired in the middle of the night, she can jump up and write something down. But also, she's just so open. She was incredibly uh, giving to us, and and it was complete transparency and and i think because her nephew had written this sc- screenplay daniel steepleman she already had that initial trust in yeah. place
0: that's amazing because you played an incredible role in the theory of everything one of my favorite films you played jane which was, was she alive as well when you yes played jane her?
1: hawking is yes yeah, still yeah. she's still very much alive and kicking yeah. i have actually played a dead real person who was nelly turnan who was dickens's um Mistress, uh, mistress is always such a sort of um, explosive term, isn't yes. it? I feel I should say, Dickens but it was common partner. a common word for so long. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, so this is the third person wow. who actually exists that I've, that I've that I played, and it doesn't get any easier.
0: I was going to just ask <laughs> that actually, yeah. like, are you just kind of like, oh, I
1: know, I've got this down now. <laughs> you think that would be the case that you would sort of feel like, okay, I've, I've I've done I've done so much. This should be just a walk in the park. But now I think it's because of the um, the emotion emotional uh impact of playing a real person is that you can't take it on lightly. You mm-hmm. have to be very thorough. You you almost become a bit like a detective. You're working out, okay, what are the motivations that have led this person to the to the to the point that they've reached when you're playing them. Yeah. Cause when I watched the film,
0: I literally left the cinema and this hasn't happened to me for so long. I felt like i wanted to be more like her and i felt like i wanted to be just bolder braver just stand up for myself more like it had an actual physical kind of impact on me and obviously you played her so did that stay with you?
1: Absolutely. And I think that's what was so important about making this film was uh, we we don't have many stories like that where exactly that you want people come, coming out of the, of seeing it and feeling emboldened, feeling a little bit happier, feeling more optimistic about um, about gender equality, feeling that they that the sky is the limit and and she definitely has that effect on you is is you feel, a courage to be yourself. I think because she has, because she hasn't wavered from that and she's managed to achieve such great things is you take great hope in in seeing her. Yeah, because in some films you have like the montage and like the protagonist is like
0: doing well and you're like, oh, maybe they won't, maybe they will. But this one, very realistic, she really it wasn't easy and there were so many knockbacks and and
1: as a v- viewer you're just so frustrated with her I, I think it, in, in many ways when I read the script I thought it reads almost like a sports film in the sense of something like Rocky where you've got someone mm. who um, is having to keep pushing back who keeps being dismissed who keeps um, things not going according to plan and and so by the end of the film it is almost that she makes her touchdown that she, she she wins out in the end but it's it's hard won and it true to how her life was it was a struggle from the very beginning she was discriminated against on every front for her gender for her religion um for for at one point um early on she lost a job because she was pregnant so mm. all of that injustice galvanized her to fight against in- injustice for other people mm. and it was so
0: moving in bits because even though we look back and think wow it was slightly different then with how they treated women at Harvard for example but for me it really hammered home that actually there's so much of it still going on and when she's in the office saying all the things that people have said to her I mean I know friends of mine now who have been judged because they've been
1: pregnant or like it's still lingering Uh, yeah I think that's why it's a it's such an important story to tell I think as we saw with the Me Too movement uh, last year and and we were making the film at the same time it just gave more force to the to the story we were telling because uh, there obviously has been great change but there is still further change to go and so much of the film is about how do men and women work together to affect that change and I think that is the key is that ultimately we're going to be much stronger together and that men have to help in in making sure that women get into those positions of power in ensuring both men and women i think a huge aspect of it is childcare. is is tr- traditionally childcare does fall on women which then means that they don't progress into those higher positions of power in the workplace mm-hmm. so how do we make working life much easier for both men and women who have children and i think that will create a more equal landscape
0: yeah and and i love the bits where you are, um, Ruth is basically teaching a seminar with kind of some young, feisty, kind of um, very intelligent students. And also her own daughter was just, I mean, she didn't hold back. And you see just time moving on. It's really exciting.
1: Yeah, interestingly, when Daniel Stiepelman, who wrote the screenplay, who is Ruth Bader Ginsburg's nephew, he said at first he struggled over Jane's character, finding how do I how do i what's my way into this character and um somebody suggested that he write her as if it is um ruth's granddaughter mm. clara who right uh also went to harvard who um is in her 20s and and that was that unlocked something for him so that's why jane feels very very uh relevant and in contemporary uh, but it's a it's it was such a it's so rare that you get to explore a mother-daughter relationship as well in cinema that's often a relationship that gets a little cast to one side and and some of my favorite scenes are, are those scenes because it's 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 a rare relationship to see
0: yeah i love those scenes cuz it, it
1: wasn't glossed over at all like there were
0: some moments that were quite you know uncomfortable and they were showing their ugly sides and they were fighting with each other
1: yeah in in some screenings that we've had when um when uh kaylee who plays my daughter brilliantly in the film jane fights back at her mother you sort of get this pantomime response in the audience as they all go oh you shouldn't say that to your mom oh no yes (laughs) i know exactly the bit you
0: mean it's like that is cutting deep
1: it's so nice to see and to see the audience has been so engaged with it emotionally as as you said yeah
0: i know so many james i mean i hope i was one (laughs) i'm still one yeah
1: exactly
0: but also i know i said at the beginning that i cried the whole way through i think i'm just like really soft as well because it's a love story isn't it and I mean Army Hammer plays her husband Marty and he's kind of just like a cool feminist guy and not that you should get a sticker or a trophy for being like a nice man but Mm -hmm. back then it was uh, kind of rare.
1: Well, it was very unusual. They were both very ambitious. They both loved their jobs, uh, and they worked out a way to make it work within the household. But it was definitely that was not the norm Uh, up up until very recently. The norm was very much that the woman stayed at home and brought up the children, Mm -hmm. and so they were fighting in privately as well as on every front actually. But he, it's been really interesting seeing the response to his character and seeing how I think some people find it quite alien. Because it, it is a it is a masculinity that we haven't really seen that much. Uh, seeing a man be very strong, insecure in his own achievements, and therefore being able to um, support his wife. Yeah, and there's so many amazing scenes where
0: he's just in the background there, and he could say something, but he kind of decides not to, and he just lets her shine. And I just found that really emotive and amazing well
1: that's very true to how their relationship was he was um incredibly bright and uh and had i think just enormous respect for her deep Mm. deep respect for her
0: and the bit where she ends up kind of doing double the work because he falls ill there was a bit it reminded me of that quote which is like the ginger rogers quote about how she does what fred astaire does backwards in heels (laughs) Uh, and i was like it's funny that she's just doing things kind of quite naturally for both of them and didn't probably get much credit at the time Uh, yeah
1: i think it's absolutely uh, what she takes on at that point and um and the lack of selfishness as well i think is 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 such an important part of her character that Mm. she that she was able to do that and and hadn't had a dexterity and ability to, as you say, not only do her own work but also, but also his. I think that is it is important. That's why it's so important to celebrate her because of those reasons. Because it's so easy for men to take centre stage, for men to be the focus, and traditionally women have always been the lights, shining on the men. And it is a very unusual film that it's the other way around it's so
0: true cuz i think in a lot of stereotypes and narratives around career women normally they don't nec- they don't necessarily have children or partners, they don't really have much of a home life, it's more just like career she kind of had it all
1: Well I love at the end of the film that um, through through enormous overcoming enormous difficulties by the end she has her relationship intact, she is successful in her career and she gets to walk off into the sunset and that's very rare, so many fe- female herons have to die at the end of the film or or there has to be some comeuppance for their yeah. success and and it is, it's, fa- it's deep Deeply revolutionary in that sense totally she's made it work for herself and, and made it work because her and marty worked alongside each other because she could only do it no one does anything completely on their own there's you need support whether it's from you know a sibling or parent or or, or a partner and i think that's what was so important is that i don't think you can have it all on your own i think you need to you work by working together then, then you can both flourish. Yeah. He enabled her yes, to yeah. ha- have
0: it all in some way.
1: Yeah, and actually, he uh, they they sort of took it in turns. Initially, at the beginning of his career, when he was doing incredibly well, he was a tax lawyer. She moved for him. She in in. S- in some respects made quite great sacrifices to enable him and then you see it later in his career he does the same for her he um, was pushed her onto the Supreme Court he was a great advocate of hers and um, and it was just interesting seeing within their lifetime seeing that shift Mm, because we're still shifting aren't we there's still a conversation around the the household I think it's new terrain I think uh, I think much more I feel with my friends my family there's much more of a parity of of domestic responsibility i I do think what is really key is that we start to see that parity expressed in equal pay Mm. um, in working environments Uh, but uh, but it's we we still definitely definitely have further to go i think it is men and women working together to break down the patriarchy actually
0: have you enjoyed having a film where you are within the role you're sort of doing some activism because you are by having your platform
1: and speaking out you're carrying on the conversation it's it's definitely a key part of when i'm looking at roles and, and looking at films i'm always interested in what is the storytelling and and what effect is that story going to have because i do think not not on its own i do but i do think alongside political shifts i think culture can be very influential in in the way people think and and hopefully People would see a film like this, and then may think slightly differently about gender politics. That's definitely part of the reason for making it. Totally, because sometimes I um, go to a lot of events around feminism, and
0: I, you know, as part of my job, I, I do a lot of that. And I feel like the men in my life actually don't go to those events and I kind of want to like bring them along with me and kind of share the stats share the stories
1: I think that's absolutely key I think it is how do we come together I don't think it should be seen as as a woman's problem because it isn't it's a universal problem it's a universal issue it's uh, women's rights are human rights ultimately and I, I think definitely it's how do we how do we collaborate and and, and overturn um, old-fashioned gender stereotypes? Because Ruth Bader Ginsburg was arguing just as much against um, the, the, the diminishing of women as it was a, about men. I mean, the case they deal with is a man looking after his mother, which wasn't legally recognized mm. as a possibility. Yeah, and when you see kind of angry women,
0: in inverted commas, like on Twitter, being like annoyed it's almost like films like this are needed to show why people are still very hurt because those scenes where for example the harvard leader person what, what's his name he's, he's like the griswold griswold yeah. He's, yeah. he's he's he makes the women uh defend and and explain why they are trying to be a lawyer and it's really painful to watch and i feel like that wasn't that long ago so people are still carrying this feeling of rejection
1: Absolutely, I think it's it's more relevant than ever, and I think there is a lot of frustration. And, and as we've seen uh, with the Me Too movement, uh, particularly the entertainment industry, there was a huge amount of abuse in that industry that was that was being considered as acceptable. And what we've seen with technology, which has obviously enabled everyone to have a voice. That, that I do hope that that kind of institutionalised abuse will will be a thing of the past. Yeah. And I, w- I wasn't sure whether to ask this question because I'd never want to feel like
0: it's, like, really cliché, but obviously the director of the film is a woman, and not that that in itself is, like, a headline, but it would have been weird if it wasn't for this film, do you, do you think?
1: I think that was key in, in the... Um production company that put the film together it's a a, an excellent production company um who have made films um most recently like green book and roma wow and very much at the core of their identity is about making films that have a social impact and with this film it felt that you you had to the director had to be someone who had empathy for that situation and and Mimi leader was the was the perfect person to do that totally because there's just some
0: stories that need that connection. It would be weird in some ways to tell a story where someone's just so removed from it you know
1: absolutely and she had come through the film industry and um has been in working in entertainment for many years and has had to battle against a very male dominated environment. And so she knew intimately what, what Ruth had gone through.
0: Yeah. Do you feel kind of really... What's the word? I don't know. Just like in, in a whirlwind at the moment. Because this is such a huge role. And is it? Does it feel really like career-defining and exciting? And are you going to look back on this time and just think, wow?
1: <laughs> Maybe when I'm a very old lady. <laughs> uh, I think you never know... You actually never know the impact of something until years later, do you? It's probably when you look mm-hmm. back. I just... I, I just am, what's been wonderful in the last couple of years is being able to dictate the kind of stories that, that that I'm telling. I think that and increasingly as we're seeing the industry is the entertainment industry is changing so hugely and obviously actors are having their own production companies and and that has been one of the most exciting aspects is being involved in the development of stories mm-hmm. and, and, and deciding the stories that get put into the world, which definitely when I came into acting that was never that was never seen as a possibility.
0: Yeah, it does feel like there's more options now, especially with Netflix etc?
1: Well we're, we're just a massively shifting landscape and, and definitely there's a feeling that the old the old rules don't apply. Yeah so just lastly um, what are you excited about coming up it can be professional or just personal or anything? Uh, well I've just finished uh, making a film called The Aeronauts which is coming out at the end of the year uh, which is about uh, two hot air balloonists who go on a daredevil trip to see how high they can get in the hot air balloon. And the story is one of survival wow. and challenge and whether they will come back. But it's wow. a... was that really action-packed? Yes. Yeah. Wow. That was, you know, such a huge part of why I wanted to do it was um, she's very much an action heroine. Did you have to do a lot of training? I, I did. Yes, I did. I did. Um, it was really interesting doing acrobatics training. And I was working very closely with someone whose whose official job title is an acrobat, which I think is just such a such a such a special job title. But um, and we were working on trapeze and 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 that sort of thing, and and just the idea was to just get feel very familiar and comfortable in the air basically oh and then it was great to put some of that skill into into act when we were shooting the film
0: Wow I just for some reason The Greatest Showman just came into my head that scene was Zac Efron and um, oh, yeah.
1: Zendaya yeah, and Zendaya. I'm just thinking yeah. God
0: acting is really crazy like you just have to become an expert in something like that suddenly
1: Yeah you sort of become um, you have a, a small amount of knowledge in a lot of things <laughs> yeah. so you're good at pub quizzes so, <laughs> Yes
0: yeah, so if yeah. you ever go on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire you'll be <laughs>
1: yeah exactly Exactly. thank
0: you thank you so much and I feel very smug that I've seen the film because the posters are all over the tube and I'm like
1: I've seen it I've seen it been there and thank you for such a lovely interview thank you so much